Welcome to what the if. We are morphing our bodies this morning. Our bodies are being morphed, remorphed. I'll explain why in a moment, but I think that today may be inspired by uh, us being, at least Matt and I, uh, being trapped in our homes for so long with our cats. And you mm-hmm. also have a dog. I believe. Yeah, and I should say, actually, we have a horde of cats at the moment. A horde. Our number of cats has doubled in the last week. What? Um, what, at what level does does it go from a? What? What are the? Is it flock and then horde? If if you are never not in a room with a cat, it is officially a horde. <laughs> the ever present cat. Mm. Um, yes. So stay tuned. The what? What the if is inspired by living with a horde. Uh, inescapably, and uh, of of cats. Uh, Matt, I'd love for you to introduce uh, our special guest this week, Stephen Casper. I would be delighted to. Um, Stephen Casper, our guest, is a uh, professor of history at Clarkson University, and more specifically, a historian of medicine, um, and even more specifically, uh, a master of brains. Anything you want to know about brains? Oh, we should have had you on our zombie episode. Stephen is your man. Yeah, that's right. We can have him back for another brain episode. Yeah. Um, uh, he guards our northern border against uh, Canadian intruders, um, which may or may not oh, be. Oh, say again. It got, it, we got, uh, he guards our northern border against Canadian intruders. Oh. Um, and specifically defends our brains um, against them. Go for that. We're very excited to have him here. How are Thanks, you, sir? sir? Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Right, and where are you joining us? You, you said you're at uh, Clarkson University. Is that where you are now? Or No, I'm broadcasting from home. And uh, uh, what I do is I uh, morph all the virtual backgrounds I can uh, throughout the day in order to make myself believe that I'm somewhere better than where I am. He <laughs> <laughs> really has an amazing collection of, of backgrounds. It's really something. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I, I so for those, you know, this is an audio only program. So I'm sure our, our, our listeners are not getting to appreciate right now. You are in front of a brick wall, just a solid brick wall. So, um, yeah, it's my zoom background. Your zoom. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Your zoom background. Perhaps a metaphor as well, which we will bust. We will break through the wall, the wall of ignorance, <laughs> uh, the wall of, of boredom and the wall of, uh, uh, narrow minds, narrow imaginations at any rate. So Stephen, uh, Stephen comes today to uh, do a, a, uh, a very interesting idea that was, uh, as I said, cooked up by our COVID experiences, but also manufactured in the, um, uh, the design uh, sweatshop of what the if studios where they manufacture ideas and this is what they came up with what the if humans anything could follow after that that could be a great mad libs what the if humans had tails tails a tale of tales.
Stephen, you said this is something you you think about. Is it something you think about often? Not often. I I often um, try to come up with clever ways to uh, wake my students up in the classroom. Uh, and, <laughs> There are sort of three questions that I uh, find myself resorting to when I see that sort of vacant stare that comes now <laughs> through my screen, but but traditionally just from those desks, but five feet in front of me. And um, what if humans had tails is one I trot out most often as a sort of thought experiment. Um, but there's a couple of others. I, I like to ask students how they think you steal eggs from a chicken. I think that's a good question. Um, This is after they give birth to the eggs. Sorry? You mean after they lay the eggs? Yeah, after they lay the eggs. How do you get the the eggs from the chicken? Right. Um, And Because I think that actually when you you sit down and sort of think about getting eggs from a chicken, you realize that there's a great metaphor there about how life really works. Uh (laughs) It it, it works really hard to lay this sort of precious trove, and then Mm -hmm. you sort of grab it all and turn it into an omelet. I mean, like, it's... You know, if you just sit and think about it, I mean, it, it, and we've been doing it for thousands of years. So, like, it's it's an interesting sort of perplexing question because the other thing is, is that most most students, even uh, at Clarkson, they, they have no idea how you get eggs from a chicken. It just sort of yeah. magically appears, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's also there's this there's this agrarian loss that I sort of foreground for them about, you know, sort of the way they're now alienated from their eggs. I'm putting that putting that on our list for a future episode <laughs> sponsored by Denny's or, <laughs> so, you know, the omelet house or something. Um and so so if we had tail, I love this. This would wake me up also in class. Um yeah. what if we had tails? Now is it safe to say most mammals have tails? Are we the weirdos? Well, I mean, we we even sort of have tails. So, so when I, when I say this, I always want to clarify to students that, like, I mean a big tail. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. like this is not a sort of stubby little uh, cute dog tail. We're talking like you know lemur tail. This is this All is right. this cool. is a this is a proper primate tail. It's not, it's not sort of a, a little anatomical anomaly. It's not, this is a thing that you, you have to just deal with on a day-to-day basis tail. Okay. Um, All right. So, like so it. when you say we, we sort of do have tails, you mean our little tailbone, our three, four inches. Yeah. Right. The, 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 yeah. There, there, I mean, there, there's a sort of structure down there that we, we can see that is kind of a recessed tail. And in, I don't know how many, uh, you know, maybe one in like one million people, it's more than a little bit of a recessed tail. It actually protrudes a little bit. But no, I mean, we're talking here, just to clarify right away, we're talking about a tail tail. Like, okay. this has got to be, a, uh, I think um, there are a Jurassic Park tail. Yes. Right. I think there are primates that don't don't really have much of a tail. Um, but I right. think most well, mammals. Apes. Chimpanzees most, don't have tails, right? Or apes. I, I, they, I don't, don't think so. Tails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's where we start. So um, I like, this is very good, by the way, Stephen, you did that. So the, the format of our show is, you know, we, it is what the if, and it is a live thought experiment. And that is part mm-hmm. of it. It's sort of, in fact, I've been talking to other guests, you know, who are coming on and they're like, well, I don't, I'm going to have to need to prepare. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Less preparation is better. You've spent your life like, yeah, you know, you you, you live in this subject. You, you're already prepared in that sense. And the whole point is for everyone to be here. So it's important for everyone to know uh, that this is 
I hate, you know, it is improvised in a way, but I hate to call it improv. It's not like improv comedy. We're making something up, but it's sort of a thought experiment that we're doing on the fly. And um, so the one of the first questions we have to do is when we take an if is define define the if a little more carefully. And so, yeah, what if humans had tails? And you've now helped us decide the length. And now another thing I like to do is because it, it often leads to kind of bizarre uh, outcomes that might not have otherwise to get to this point means that we didn't lose our tails. So what you're saying is like all mammals had tails and then through evolution, they lost them. Right. So at some point we didn't lose our tail. And so what happened at that point? Uh, Cause that's going to set us off on an interesting uh, trajectory. So do we know when humans lost their tails? Well, human by by the by the definition wouldn't have had one. Right? Yeah, so I don't know, but at some point in our species evolution, right? We right, right. I mean, it must have been, it must be millions of years ago. Yeah, I, right, I, right, I would right. assume that if we were we, we would be going back to um, in in ancestry uh, that that even makes um, sort of the notion of Homo something. Right, right. Uh, less plausible. So, so yeah. it, it, it. We're we're talking a long, long time ago. There, there's a moment when a fork in the road takes place for the human tail, and yeah. presumably it's advantageous to lose it. And at that moment in our in our sort of thought experiment, it was not advantageous, and it just kept with us. But everything else stayed the same. Like everything, right. and we have to assume yeah. that even though presumably, right, and the whole point of this thought experiment is that nothing could stay the same. The, 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 tail, the tail forces everything to be different. Everything else to be different? Yeah. But, so but, what, what, would the ta- what advantage would the, have tail, would the tail have over non-tailed humans? Because we wipe them out right away, mm-hmm. clearly. Or any chance that the, if there were humans, so w- there was a mutation, right? So actually, it's kind of like this. There was a fork in the road in, in evolution. And the way evolution works, if I understand it correctly, is uh, variations are born. Mutations, but uh, more politically correct, I would say. It's a variation. Hey. Uh, it's just their personality. Um, so uh, a human-type creature is born with no tail, maybe even you know on some island or something a uh, civilization gets. But as soon as they encounter the the tailed humans, or I suppose any, for some reason, those creatures with no tails, they just, they just get wiped out. They can't survive. They're not fit to the environment. Um, so what advantages do tails, what, if we had tails, what would be better for us? Well, presumably... Why, why do creatures have tails, I suppose, would be a question. Well, presumably, right away, just, just from the beginning, right, the, the, the yeah. tail would be able to uh, communicate in some way. Oh. So the, the tail becomes a an immediate source of um, nonverbal communication. It, okay. it does It does things that uh, direct your attention to it and show you something right away about um, the, the, the human. Um, the next thing obviously, uh, is that, uh, human locomotion changes very dramatically because the tail is going to be involved some way in human movement. So, uh, 
presumably this is a stronger tail, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it, it has the ability to curl around things perhaps. And, and yeah. so we, we, we could potentially suspend from this tail. Right. Um, so, so locomotion uh, changes and then um, presumably, right. Uh, the tail also forces sort of novel cultural adaptations because right away uh, to, to be uh, a, a human who clothes itself uh, and to have a tail that, that requires sort of certain alignments with, with just the usage of, a, of, 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 um, you know, a toilet. I mean, not our, not our toilets, but to, to right, 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 right. Well, see, now we're getting somewhere. See, this is, yeah, exactly. All right. So, so would it be safe to say no pants? Do we finally get rid of the tyranny of pants once we have tails? I, mean, I, th- I think right away we can see that, right? That, that, okay. that the, 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 to, to fast all the way now to the present, we're not wearing pants. It, it, it's, we're, we're probably wearing, uh, something that has a sort of cute little flap. Um, <laughs> like chaps. Oh, chaps. <laughs> yeah, chaps. Right. Something. Something like that. From which yeah. the tail, uh, you know, protrudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, 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 here's another fun aspect of the what the if experiments is that, like you said, we keep as much unchanged as possible. And so, in this scenario, uh, I, I think the reason we wear clothes is that we lost our hair. Or, you know, at some point around, we decided to trade hair, hair got traded for clothes, right? And so um, these are hairless creatures with, I don't know, do we think the tail is hairless or maybe the tail is fuzzy? Or the, you know, what do you think? Well, I feel yeah. that it comes in all variations. And so you have ah, uh-huh, very bushy, uh-huh. hairy tails. Yep. Um, and then you have sort of coarse, uh, pubic hair-esque tails. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have sort of soft and svelte tails and... Uh, you know, coarse and, and hard tails. Uh, and then you have also hairless tails. Like there are right. people for, you know, whom they, they don't have it. And, right. um, and, and of course, right, right away, we can see that, that um, to be hairless or to have hair on your tail is going to become very important in the way right. people yes. sort of, sort of think about like, I mean, I, I don't like him or I don't like her. There's too little right. hair. That's weird. Yeah, that's right. that that's tail right. is really too bald. Yeah. And what a boon for hairdressers. Because already they have a significantly bigger... There's just a lot more work for the hairdresser now. Well, so say, I mean, hair yeah. salons are completely reconfigured. Tails are an obvious right. opportunity so, so, for accessorizing too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and not just not just simply. I mean, I think it's very important to to see, right? Not just simply in terms of the 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 tail itself as a body part, but also right in the way that it can do things adaptively. So, mm-hmm. so you can accessorize it because it's pretty, and it's an it's going to be an object that is going to be involved in in um, sexuality and gender really clearly. Um, but also, right, it, 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 it's going to have this functionality. So, so they're going to be right, like special tools that are designed for gripping with your, with your tail. Uh, and they're going to be uh, special little things that you carry 
that are going to be a part of your tail. Um, and, and then, right, there's going to be adornment. So, so, and you have to make these distinctions because adornment is probably going to be, um, you know, sort of style. And then the other one is going to be utility. And, and so you, you, you develop this entire design culture that is at once fashion and simultaneously efficiency. Um, and, and they're going to bifurcate right over time. And probably utility is going to, going to be sort of the, the big thing until a society gets rich enough that it can do adornment, but then adornment is going to become really significant. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. um, I think, I think it's unavoidable, uh, just, just because of the, the way in which the tail is going to be a part of the sexual experience. It's, it's unavoidable that the tail cannot be sort of, you know, yeah. and you can even sort of imagine, right. Like depicting, the tail in pornography, like the way it would drape over bodies and wrap around the other person's back or sort of crest the neck. Actually, if, if you watch uh, John Oliver's program last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO, and you can find it on YouTube as well, I believe afterwards. Uh, he has <laughs> occasionally, he, he loves showing like um, bizarre art, I don't know, folk art, outsider art or whatever, just you know, funny, funny things he finds. And he got very interested in a, um, an artist. He found a particular painting and then found, I think, a whole series of paintings by this artist, unknown artist, I think, until they found him, who does rat, you know, rat, basically paints the cartoons in a way of rats living like humans, you know, having a house, having a bed, mm-hmm. having relationships. But the, the tales are all very much uh, obviously involved in that. There would have to be, uh, uh, modesty rules, whatever that, but you know, uh, around the tail. So you couldn't, it, it, I mean, it's interesting, sort of the dress and all that kind of how you dress. And, and of course, this would be culturally, there'd be wide differences, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on but it's an interesting it. question, right? Is that there, yeah. you know, the, the way we display our limbs, um, mm-hmm. there are certainly rules about. So if I'm wearing, pants that go all the way down to my ankle that's considered normal and modest um, but if i wear pants that go down to mid-thigh that's seen as quite scandalous um, so we can imagine there would be similar rules about the the tail right You're like oh you can't go out of the house with half of your tail showing that's right yeah yeah well it's like you mentioned that you know it almost sounds like we if there are no pants but there are skirts perhaps because our legs oh yes still that's right yeah get cold mm-hmm. so yes the idea that there's room for the tail to Exposes up, but I'm guess you know, probably you would come with some sort of built-in. Well, for instance, in cold, cold climates, you would have to have a tail sock. Yes, uh, you, abso- you absolutely need some kind of sleeve, even yeah. if you, even if it's a very hairy tail. Oh um, yeah, there, there's in Minnesota. There's going to be there's going to be tail socks. Right. Um, that are very much a part of of like weaving cultures and they they, they will go back yeah. very far. So, so there will be like you go to the contemporary Victorian Albert Museum and you go into mm-hmm. the, the, the clothing rooms, you're, you're going to see right what the royals used as their tail socks. And, right. and yeah. there's even going to be there's going to be these, well, there's also going to be these very interesting <laughs> rules about who. When, when the body itself becomes sort of sacrosanct within aristocracies, uh-huh. there are going to be these very interesting rules about um, how tails touch 
who gets to touch the tail uh-huh. to put the sock on. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it, it, very much, if you think about Victorian society, the function of gloves on the hand, you're going yeah, to see a, a similar um, set of, of sort of polite society rules that spring up around uh, the, 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 the primary adornment, which is going to be the sock. I mean, there, there's very little <laughs> possibility, right? Yeah. Um, and and uh, and then there's going to be people who, I mean, there are going to be these subcultures of fashion around what is possible with the sock and what is not. And and I would expect, right, that um, at some points in like the summer, people initially are scandalized to see sockless tails, but eventually that just becomes the way we come. <laughs> the the that's ordinary right. thing. That's right. That's right. Okay. Also, the armor. I mean, you talk about going to the museum and going to, you know, it's always fascinating to walk through the armor section, uh, mm-hmm. of, especially you talk about the Victorian Albert. <laughs> go to the British Museum, you see all this armor. So tail armor would really have to be quite complicated. Well. well like a stegosaurus or something, mm-hmm. right? I think it, it becomes a weapon. Right. right. So, so what yeah. you have are are these sort of ring like devices with protruding sharp edges. Uh, and part of the training for the warrior arts is to learn to control the more autonomic functions of the tail such that you can use it as like a whip or you can you can use it to to um slice people and and of course this this requires very diligent martial training because yeah. uh, the tail itself is going to be not something that you are even if you can control it it's not going to be something you can completely control yeah, something I wonder about is that, you know, we have weapons that can be used by one hand and weapons used by two hands. Um, what would a weapon look like that could be used by two hands plus a tail? Um, that opens up some serious sort of possibility space. And I don't, I'm really having some trouble thinking about what that might look like. Slings. Slings. Well, that's true. Yeah, I could hold it with. Um, Oh, like a slingshot that your tail pulls back or, or a bow well, and arrow? Yeah, like a, a bow that you could use with three hands could be a very powerful weapon, actually. Um, you could get a lot more strength on that. Um, now, that would be, though, a strength of the tail that I don't... That there's two questions here. In other words, there's, there's a fork in the if where you could go down the road of, like, how skilled is your... You know, how much can you manipulate with your tail? So you can imagine a future where we essentially, de- de- you know, a hand develops <laughs> on the end of the tail. And then you really are talking about that. Whereas tails is like envision with the way we see them, for instance, on pets and things like that, they don't have a lot of control or even strength that much. Like it seems to me that, so, so this is a question just in the na- in actual natural world. I are, if there are animals that are using the tail as like a whip or a weapon, that would be quite unusual. For the most part, it seems to be for balance. Is that right? Like as they're running or jumping um, or just chasing their own tail, which is... Well, I think they they also serve, right, um, very important nonverbal communication functions that say like, okay, you you can do this if you want. You can can definitely, you can definitely come into my territory in my space, but, but look at that tail. You see that tail, that tail is telling you something Mm -hmm. and you, you, you'd better, you'd better think carefully now. Well, yeah, and you know, that's an interesting thing is, right, I can tell when my cat is about to attack me, 
um, because the tail starts swishing. Um, so that would be helpful in human to human combat as well, right? They're about to take, I know they're about to take a swing at me because their tail starts twitching at the end. That would be an interesting tactical advantage. And if you were someone who could control your tail well, you could get in a good sucker punch on someone. Yeah, now, here's what's interesting for our listeners who don't know, and I refer you back to one or two amazing episodes we've done with you, Matt. Matt is a uh, double, what do you call it, a double black belt? You have two black belts and you are a karate instructor. Uh, it depends how you count the belts, but yes, I am a karate instructor. Okay. Um, <laughs> so depending on whether you're talking about the electoral college or the That's right. uh, it's, popular it's vote, analogous. how many yeah. belts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but but you you highly 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 skilled and trained in the martial arts and so the use of the body and all this kind of stuff which is very interesting to me in, in this example with the tail because when uh, uh, Stephen you talk about that the tail being communicating what the tail is communicating if it if it communicates a warning isn't that I'm going to hit you with this tail it isn't that this tail is so big I could really strangle you with it or whatever. Um, Although that would be, I mean, it might be, but yeah, <laughs> save that for the, I'd love to see that in a Jackie Chan movie would definitely start to have the, uh, the guy who had the tail of strangle people. Um, but it is the signal is I am really fast and strong and I have teeth like all that, you know, about all these other things about me too. And so this is a, a great flag. Um, in other words, if you, I wonder also if it's meant for, not just, is it a higher warning? It's like DEFCON. What I think is one, the bad, the highest, the most um, urgent. It's five, I think. It's it's five, five. Yeah, I don't yeah. So let, yeah, let's, so the most, the biggest warning. In other words, if you didn't notice my eyes were getting wider, if you didn't notice I was flaring my nostrils, if you didn't notice I was showing you my teeth, you mm -hmm. know, maybe you're dumb or your vision is poor or something like that. All right, I'm going to raise the <laughs> flag like here mm -hmm. I come. Um, and so, uh, but the then th when they do leap, let's say, uh, the whole notion of balance. So this is where your karate training is fascinating to me. It, and it's supposed to be hard to imagine, but if you had a tail, how would it affect, you know, you, you would be, I guess you have to imagine being like a, a panther or something. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of useful. I mean, one would be you have an a, a extra limb for controlling one's own balance would be extremely oh, helpful. Um, which is, as you say, I think what most animals use it for. But if it's prehensile enough that I can hold and wrap with it, um, then I can do all sorts of interesting things. Wrap, yeah. um, you mean like hold a microphone? Curl around, yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if oh, I can. If I mean, I'm hold, a hold a microphone and uh, wrap. Oh, no, no I'm, I cannot. I cannot wrap um, <laughs> in that sense. Uh, I was thinking more if I if I could wrap my tail around um, you know my opponent's ankle and pull. Oh, that would be right. A thing, right. See, uh, already. Yeah, I mean, I the other thing you. is if the tail is strong enough, and presumably one could train oneself to to be able to do many things with the tail. Yeah. But there are also these interesting potential moves uh, where you suddenly flip and you're sitting on your tail, and suddenly you have all of your uh, you have your legs and your arms. That are suddenly available to you. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just for like this moment. It obviously can't last too long, but you can you can see these uh, really gymnastically <laughs> clever maneuvers where suddenly you become an object that is 
flattened out, sort of matrix style, as the bullets are flying past you. I should say, uh, uh, we actually have examples of this. As kangaroos do do this, their tails are strong enough to bear their weight for uh, a moment or two. So kangaroos will rest on their tail and then kick you with all four legs at the same time. Um, And they're crazy dangerous for that reason because they're really strong animals um so so if we could do something analogous to what kangaroos do that would be pretty badass well and and so i think and i mean i want to sort of move away from war gaming here because i I think it's really important to see that that right the 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 place that we would actually see this manifest would be an athletic athletic prowess yeah Mm -hmm. and and so and and and, you know if you sit down and of course with a martial artist here with us uh we know this right humans can train themselves to do quite amazing things right they they can train themselves to eat 50 hot dogs in five (laughs) minutes they can uh you know Mm -hmm. they, they can train themselves to uh do a really complex set of ornate uh, martial art maneuvers. We have, you know, gymnastic, uh, Olympic level gymnastics, um, yeah. ballet. I was imagining ballet or dance would be sure. amazing. Yeah. Right in, in, in uh, dance. I mean, so the, in, the, the show cats, notwithstanding, they didn't, that would never have been made. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just to be clear. Right. Uh, um, yes. But but I mean the point the point right is that that like you take a game like soccer where right now you you have headers you'd also have tailors um, mm. right mm. you 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 mm. you you would have games like uh, like uh, lacrosse right where um, you'd throw the stick back and the tail would grab it and do a sort of whipping across motion um, and and so right there would be yeah. these these tactical things and 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 I, I think right what what we see in human evolution in, in terms of like, I'm not very athletic. Okay. So, so I am particularly cognizant of people around me for whom training yields outcomes for me. It sort of yields. I, I look less like a dad, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> like, that's where I, that's where I go with this, but, yeah, but, but gorgeous tail motion. Right. Well, that would. Be, I mean, there's so many, so many dad jokes possible with the tail. Actually, but but right. but right. So so there would be these people, the the marathon runners, the the gymnasts, the yeah. the, the the divers, the skydivers. There would be tricksters, the trapeze mm-hmm. artists, and all of these skills would be right. They, they would be predicated on skills we have right now, but they would also manifest with the added benefit of the tail. Right. And so, so I don't, I don't see in terms of our physicality, the the tail diminishing our tactical resources, pr- provided that the the tail doesn't sort of interrupt the desire to to push our bodies to those limits. Which I suppose you know we we have to admit mm-hmm. it that it could right. hypothetically do that, but yeah. but I'm assuming it doesn't. I'm assuming that it becomes very much a part of the set of attitudes that makes that other type of physicality so, so worshipful and so something that we so, so admire. So, so obviously Mm -hmm. I think this is really important. Okay. The tail, right. Becomes a fixture of a patriarchal society. You know, you have to, you have to understand, right. That it's not going to, um, it's not going to be genderless. It's going to be masculinized. The tail is going to be uh, an object that to wield well, 
is going to be admired. And there will be euphemisms. I mean, there'll be phallic euphemisms about the tail. I don't understand because the females would have the same tails as the males. Yes, of course. Right. But it's not a question of uh, it's not a question of sort of um, um, it's not it's not a question of of the 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 fact of us having two legs or us having two tails. It it has to do with the attitude that leads Uh to uh right this sort of virtuous physicality. And uh-huh, and, uh-huh, and initially, uh-huh. that it's just presumed that that is you know matriarchal societies would have it, and patriarchal societies would have it. But that physicality is going to be masculinized, I would say, because because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming right that it doesn't. Right. Well, we we still are. We said we don't change. We don't <laughs> change anything else, right? So I'm, right. I'm assuming right. that it, it oh, yeah. carries through that we don't we don't become yeah. like uh, non-ethical polygamous. I mean, ethical non-monogamous societies or something like that. That's not what That's happens right. because That's we right. have a tail. That's but right. but but because it becomes an object to be um, used this way, we can we can then sort of extend it into sports domains and and games and. Um, seduction and like it just it just sort of normatively carries from the physical to uh these these other areas and i I really genuinely think that like if you if you sort of age the tail uh you could see Mm -hmm. how like Mm -hmm. adolescents are going to have less autonomic control over the tail and then (laughs) right right but by the time they're like 50 they're they're not able to use the tail in the same way because it's developed arthritis and it, it and 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 that's not going to be it's not going to be exclusively except that one guy on the beach who's just he's always there and he shaves his tail right like I yeah. mean you know it's you know and 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 and, and, and no, this is this is right and and it's not going to be that that women and men don't have both have arthritic tails they will have arthritic tails like they're going to be these sort of tail ailments that that spring up around it ailments ailments yeah, right the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry just just yeah just well, got a well, whole rehabilitation boom. occupational therapists yeah, right they're right going to have yeah. like tail yeah. strain uh, it's yeah. going to bring a whole new meaning to uh whiplash litigation um right know, osha the or the occupational safety whatever how you have to safety in the in the workplace that's right because and because yeah. because and the tension is going to be uh, just as it is, just as it is now without tails, the tension is going to be around the, the sort of appropriate safe use of the tail and the control mm. of the table. And, yeah. and so there's going to be this incredible pressure to inhibit the tail. Like, like we already sort of yeah. talked about that in terms of the way the clothing would work normatively and things, but like there is going to be right. Uh, I mean, a microaggression with a tail is going to be possible right oh yeah like sort of yeah. my tail as i'm talking to you sort of springs up and points right. right. at one of you and, and if you can't and 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 there will be people who will just not be able to control they, they will for whatever reason they'll lack the genetics or whatever they won't be able to control mm-hmm. the tail and yeah. then they'll be different and they'll be deviant and yeah. we will have to sort of have a, a you know they'll, they'll be like can can we can we you know make their tail diversity a part of just the human diversity. Can we accept them as our own or are they? No, we can't. That's, no, we can't, um, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and, and so differences are going to, are going mm-hmm. to be really significant. There, there will be cultural differences, right? Well, the, there, the, there will be tribes yeah. who, and again, this, this may or may not come from my uh, background um, being Jewish, which is uh, there may be a society that uh, cuts the tail off 
at, at birth. Like we do this with pale pale decisions. We do this with dogs. Yeah, that's right. We, we do it with dogs. Um, um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to wrap up. Oh, go ahead. Yes. One thing I think about a tail scission as opposed to, say, yeah. a female or male circumcision, right? right. The, 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 you know, the, there, there's a secrecy about mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, happens mm-hmm. there. Right. Whereas with the tail, it's going to be like, yeah, I did it, right? Like, and yeah, so, so yeah. the, the, um, you you could see right that emerging actually as something that that some some groups do as a adolescent rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So like if you yeah. can survive that horrific right. pain, um, but you're right there aren't there aren't civilizations that kind of just cut off entire arms. No, no, but but we do get things like foot binding, for instance, where sometimes <laughs> for, for various reasons we'll sacrifice the use of a body part. Oh, interesting. Also, the the neck elongation. The oh, yeah. Cor- yeah. The, the, yeah. the corset. Like, I mean, if we think about the way the corset was designed in Victorian society, I mean, it, they pulled that thing as tight as they possibly could to create that that oh, yeah. hourglass figure. I mean, it, it's not it's not at all implausible to think about uh, sort of uh, sadomasochistic fashion domains and then right the, the corollary of that would be that there would be sort of like emancipatory movements right so so yeah. like sort of like <laughs> free, the free the tail free the tail <laughs> so like breastfeeding in public free the tail i mean like you could yeah. see like uh men can take off their shirts why can't women we should all right. we all we're all born with tails why do we have to hide our tails mm-hmm. i mean uh in in some of these things i just think like hiding the tail right it wouldn't it wouldn't be like or cutting it off it, it, probably that wouldn't become the custom it would be much more focused on norming the tail and inhibiting yeah. the tail yeah. Uh, yeah. making yeah. the making the, the the tail behave uh in the way that you want to behave uh, a genteel tail yeah 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 now i can't help it i'm just going to jump right to it that in the modern day with all the the uh now we have leds and things like that being incorporated into fashion so i i would definitely put lights on my tail i'm just saying that would be my thing. But see, when I ask this question of my like, students, like, like Vegas, what do they call it? The where the lights are like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the yep. clink, like, like on a marquee. <laughs> you, you, you would not believe how often this very point comes up. That that ah. in fact, right, uh, the, 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 there there would be things that are possible with a tail in terms of our fashion wear that that on balance would be really good. I mean, a lot of my students start to fantasize about electrifying the tail. They they absolutely oh. do. It's not it's not even so. So what you just did there, Philip, was you you spoke in a way that I they've gone too lot- far. I they, that's yeah. I, I I stand clear of the. Uh, well, the you could also like take little, little little neon lights, right? Sort of like yeah. you'd, you'd have these little fluorescent uh, things that you could put on and, and sort of gird it. I mean, like right, and and so you're out walking, right. and but it looks I, like Darth of, Vader is walking down the street uh, with an open lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm electrifying my tail. So uh, we're out of time, but I wanted to to just give Stephen, you just give us just a, a sentence or two, or a little bit about what's the when you bring this back around to why do you what's the lesson you you uh, that takes you into uh, your kind of body of work or teaching um, that you want that the, that the students take you want them to take away from this. 
Well, I think exercise. it's just it's just purely a, it's a very simple lesson, right? It's no, there's yeah. nothing there's nothing greatly wise because you're using it. what the if in the classroom. Yes, I am. I am using a what the if in the classroom. But but basically, right, what I'm trying to do is is get them to imagine uh, through a creative thought experiment um, possibilities with bodies. And 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 what what I'm really trying to do is I'm I'm trying to call their attention very directly to the sort of strange things we actually do do to our bodies. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's that's the thing, right? Like when you when you sort of shove all this aside and you say, okay, the tail, it it you know, it, yeah, it's fun. What the if? But 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 actually, I mean, if you sit down and you you start to think about so many of our practices with our bodies, and you just you just think about them objectively, um, you know, you, you try to free yourself from commodification, you try to free yourself from norms, all of those things. I mean, we do some really strange things with our bodies. Yeah. We have some really yeah. strange ideas, yeah. but yeah. it's really hard to see them until yeah. I think, especially yeah. for an 18 or 19 year old, until you, you force them to mm-hmm. confront something really bizarre and exotic. And that's what that's- I think the tale does. That's great. I think that's a great example of the power of uh, what the if style thinking. That's great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, super cool. And it's almost and, and kind of reminds me that kind of great science fiction is always a mirror of society in some ways too. So or fiction of any kind. So yeah. Well, I, I, I want to just in closing call attention to the question: How do you steal eggs from a chicken again? Because yeah. the the thing is right. The tale is about our bodies. How you take eggs from a chicken is probably about our society. That's probably uh, right. Uh-huh. 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 Um, yeah, well, well, I'm putting where you Steven, you're coming back. I was thinking that anyway, but definitely. There's cliffhanger. How would you steal a chicken? Uh steal a chicken. How would you steal a chicken from an egg? Ah, there's a question <laughs> for you. Um I think that the chicken would let the egg get taken quicker than they might let themselves be abducted. Well, you'd be you'd be really surprised at how angry chickens huh? are about uh you coming near their bodies when oh, they right. yeah. so so that that oh, i think right. is sort okay. of the, yeah. the 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 bottom line is right it's it's sort of about how you feel when somebody goes in to draw your blood like yeah you let them do it but you know so you're I'm not super comfortable it. with this this is what we'll do what the if you're a chicken how do you keep someone from stealing your eggs? That's what we'll do. That'll be All right. That sounds good. Free Other... Ranger factory, though. That's the, you know. Right. Oh, well, well, the, the, the mind reel. <laughs> this is a great thing. Every if opens up a million ifs. So that image, by the way, perfectly brings us right to the end. Uh, but before we do, we have a ritual at the end, which we're going to hit in a second. But mm-hmm. real quick, uh, email us with your questions if you have any questions, and I bet you do, or suggestions. Yeah. What should we do with our tails? What will you do with your tail? Mm-hmm. Other Love body, to hear it. Mm-hmm. Another or other, but right, other exactly. body parts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, send pictures, maybe of the mm. of the tail thing, but not. Yeah, yeah maybe I don't not know send pictures for this one. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a family audience. We yeah. we, we, we 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 are a family. Um, you know, if if we can't unsee, don't don't see. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, email us with any about any questions. Any questions about science? At all, reading something in the news you want to know more about. Uh, feedback at whattheif.com. You can email us. You can go to our website, whattheif.com, and you can right there on the front page write us a note. 
hit send. Um, and on that website, you can subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, you can also subscribe using your podcast app. And uh, on whatthef.com, you can find all their episodes. Uh, and so you can go way back and you can even search by sub search by category and well, if you want to know more about biology, boom, all those episodes come up. So uh, please do that. Now, we end with uh, a ritual. And if Matt, I will let you lead this exercise. Well, to- as we start thinking about the, the possibilities of not just having a tail, but other body parts that other species have, and we as we, we ponder the envy of what the rest of the animal kingdom has that we don't and perhaps we might have someday, uh, we are overwhelmed with existential horror um, and we uh, shout very slowly, What, what the, the if